Hare Krishna everyone, so we are back with Light of the Bhagavata by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And I apologize for yesterday's absence of the episode, I thought I uploaded it and there was an error, so it didn't publish yesterday, so today morning I noticed it and it was published yesterday's episode. So, my apologies. And this is Shravanam Diaries Podcast, I'm your host Sulalita Devidasi your aspiring servant and we are starting text 37 today with the inauguration of the autumn season the rough sea becomes calm and quiet just like a philosopher after self-realization who is no longer troubled by the modes of nature purport the result of self-realization is cessation of the storms of desire and lust, which are products of the modes of ignorance and passion. This cessation of the storm does not mean that the sea becomes inactive. When the storm subsides, the work of navigation can take place smoothly. According to the Indian system of navigation, there is a ceremony on the seashore known as the coconut day. On the coconut day, the sea is offered a coconut because she has become peaceful. And from that day, on the seagoing vessels, from the day, from that day on, the seagoing vessels sail to foreign countries. The three modes of nature divide human activities into two different spheres, one external and the other introspective. As long as a man is dominated by the modes of ignorance and passion, he is active externally in desire and lust. Man absorbed in desire and lust are called asuras and they are always chasing after women and money. For the sake of women and money, the asuras exploit every source of economic development. As a result result of this asuric civilization, the entire human society becomes like a stormy sea with no trace of peace and prosperity. This is important. Even though these people are like hankering after money, right, and women, money and women, but overall the human society does, is not prosperous and peaceful. See, this is very important. Too much of an external view of the world gives rise to an overly large scale and difficult type of industry and trade known as Ugra Karma. This is it. The word Ugra Ugra, means hard or difficult, and Karma means task. The development of hard and difficult industrial undertakings always hinders the progressive cultivation of the human spirit. Asuric leaders of society never retire from such lustful undertakings unless killed by the laws of nature. 
For them there is no question of retirement or of cultivating the human spirit. But men in the mode of goodness have an introspective mind and after a regulative struggle for existence regulative struggle for existence they retire at a ripe old age and engage their time in cultivating the human spirit according to the varnashrama varnashrama principle it is compulsory that one retire after the age of 50 without considering other circumstances hmm. Business offices close at a fixed hour, no matter what balance of work remains. Similarly, after the age of 50, one must retire from the active external life and devote oneself to the introspective cultivation of the human spirit. This retirement must be compulsory, so that foolish old man will no longer disturb the peaceful progress of spiritual culture. In the modern democratic government, no one should be elected after the age of 50. Ha! I would love to see this in my lifetime. I would love to see this. Otherwise, the storm of the ocean of nations cannot be stopped to allow the ships and boats to sail back to Godhead. The greatest enemies of progressive spiritual culture in human society are the old fossils of political parties who are blind themselves and who try to lead other blind men. They bring about disaster in a peaceful human society. The members of the younger generation are not as stupid as the old politicians and therefore by state law the foolish old politicians must retire from active life at the age of 50. <laughs> oh Krishna. Oh my god. Oh, this is exactly what we were talking about. Remember we were talking about it like a few episodes ago. Like four or five episodes. When I was saying that, um, you know, like the king of the the country like the king should be like you know young and full of vigor and strength and understand how like the present time what it needs how it works the present circumstances and here Prabhupada says this is the thing it's not like uh, when men are of respectable age it's not like they're useless or something but the point is that you're supposed to move on from this external life and go into this introspection and I have to say that you know when the like, Vanaprastas and after that they become sannyasis right so sannyasis we have in our ISKCON movement so many sannyasis they're in their 70s they're not working they're not obviously they're not married but they're not working they're just fully dedicated to spiritual life and how how liberating it is to talk to them that they're not interested how much money you make they're not interested in you know like what position you have they are they are not interested in you know like your prestige or anything they're just there and you can talk to them about just you know like about your spiritual life what how do i what do i do to become closer to god what do i do to you know make my family stronger in krishna consciousness and 
and they are just like I, I, I can speak for myself and I know those people who, who are close to me how much we hold on to them that they are our inspiration that they are our guidance that they are our examples you know so they are in their 70s and like it's but their role is different their role is that of wow yeah yeah they're not politicians they're saints so that's the wow i just this is just krishna you see shri Prabhupada wrote it back in 70s it's not not even 70s 60s remember this was the conference was supposed to take place in 1961 right so Srila Prabhupada wrote it back then he was like the members of the younger generation are not as stupid as the old politicians mm-hmm <laughs> this was a strong one with all due respect all due respect to all the elders but but that's the the idea is that um, we've already explained the idea, but you know, like I really, this is so. I just imagine we were reading last um, paragraph, and I just imagine how Shri Prabhupada says that he says that this bring it brings disaster in a peaceful, peaceful human society. The greatest enemies i'll read it again i'm sorry the greatest enemies of progressive spiritual culture in human society are the old fossils of political parties old fossils of political parties who are blind themselves and try to lead other blind men they bring about disaster in a peaceful human society of course we're not talking about the age only right because shri Prabhupada was saying that if men are asuras means they're only absorbed in desire, lust, money, women, then this also brings ruination. There is no trace of peace and prosperity. So we're talking about two things. Okay. Next is text number 38. After the rainy season, the farmers begin to rebuild the partitioning walls of the paddy fields so that the water will be conserved just as yogis try to use their conserved energy for self-realization. Purport The living being is the marginal energy of the Absolute Personality of Godhead, and he can spend his conserved energy either externally or internally. When spent internally, the energy is identified with the internal energy of the Personality of Godhead, but the same conserved energy when spent for his external energy is identified with that external energy. Oh my Govinda. This is so deep. All energies, internal, external and marginal, are emanations from him, the Supreme, and they act differently to prove diversity in unity. The unity in the unity is the Lord, and the energies represent diversity. The Lord is so powerful that He can do anything and everything merely by His sweet will alone. 
as mentioned above, everything is done by his energies in a natural way, with full knowledge and complete perfection. That is the information we have from the Vedic literatures. The internal energy and the marginal energy are of the same superior quality, but the external energy is inferior in quality. That is the information we have from Bhagavad Gita. Because the living entity is classified as marginal energy and is of the same quality as the internal energy, it is quite natural for him to cooperate with the internal energy. But when the living entity prefers to cooperate with the external energy, he is put into difficulty. By the process called pratyahara, diversion, yoga diverts our energies from the external to the internal. <laughs> marginal energy that's you and I internal energy is the Lord's internal potency and external energy is the energy of this material world wow okay the energy of our senses is meant to be diverted not stopped the energy the senses are to be purified so that they serve the Lord instead of disturbing His settled harmony. Hmm. The entire cosmic harmony is a settled fact by the will of the Supreme. So we must find the Supreme Will in every action of the cosmic situation. That is the instruction of Sri Ishapanishad. The human life is an opportunity to understand this cosmic harmony and therefore our conserved energy which is likened to the conserved water in the paddy field must be used for this purpose only as there is no chance of rain from the sky in autumn we shall not immediately have a chance to get a human body again if we spend our conserved energy for sense enjoyment. The senses have their utility for the service of the Lord, and if properly engaged, they can reach the highest perfection by being directly engaged in the service of the Lord in His personal presence. When the living entity thus goes back home, back to Godhead, and engages in the personal service of the Lord, he is said to have attained Samsidhi Parama, the highest perfection. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Haribo! We've read in previous books also about the internal, external and marginal. You keep this is like the basic Sambandha or the basic explanation of how the Lord's energies work, the basic divisions of the Lord's energy. But this, I just, you know, I, I realized that I guess with age, like I read these books when I was younger, when I was 
like even sometimes a small child then I read them in my teenage years now I'm in my middle 20s so I really see them in a different perspective and more and more I realize how genius and brilliant they are and Jai thank you so much dear Srila Prabhupada and thank you all so much for tuning in today the link to this book is in the description as long as long as the book is on and along with the links for the illustrations of each and every verse so please check it out check out our website and uh, follow our social media pages and we shall see you tomorrow Hare Krishna